Welcome to the Magic Missile Podcast. Last we left off, um, the Chainbreakers had defeated Eldrag, the White Demon, a adult white dragon that had been plaguing the giant village of Brashev. Rylus, the uh, shaman, the newly inherited shaman of Brashev, um, accompanied you to the Frost Gauntlet to take on Eldrag. Uh, along the way, you also brought along Davfin, a uh, half-elf rogue who you found wandering lost in the the snowy expanse. And between uh, the seven of you, you defeated the large white dragon in its lair. After taking a, a moment to uh, catch your breath and tend to Vor's wounds after he fell, you all looted the dragon's lair, uh, taking a good amount of coin with you, uh, a couple items, and uh, debating whether or not to take some barrels down a nearby river. Ultimately, the decision was made to leave the way you came, and as the cave started to melt, you made your way back towards the entrance. Uh, you came across an owl bear, scared for its life, seeing its home collapse around it, and it encouraged you to run towards the uh, the exit. And as you ran, you ran into a handful of ice methods who made travel difficult for, for you. Um, the party was then split from Rylus, Muto, and Davin as they went the way that uh, you initially came in, uh, while the party decided to, to investigate a separate route. And eventually you made your way through waves of ice methods to the exit only to find that Rylus, Muto, and Davfin were not there. They they were not standing out in the, the entrance to the Frost Gauntlet. Uh, and that's uh, where we pick up. But first, before we get there... The sky is dark over Orr's Rest. A wooden sign creaks in the wind. A rooster carved into it with a dastardly look on his face, next to the words, the mischievous rooster. The wind blows just a little bit harder, and the sign snaps and breaks off the chain that it was hanging from and falls to the ground, splashing in a nearby puddle of water. As the water calms, you can see fire dancing in the reflection. You can see that this once quaint street in Orr's Rest is now mostly in ruins. The mischievous rooster is one of the few mostly standing buildings left intact. An older man from the bar with blue and orangish hair steps in the puddle on his way out of the tavern and walks briskly into the night. From the opposite direction, a shadow passes in front of the fire for a brief moment, and there's a sound of something being dragged along the ground. Several small dog-like creatures appear to be fighting over the scraps of a human arm and don't notice the scraping noises behind them. The old man looks back, his eyes narrow, and he continues forward. He sees a large figure dragging massive spear-like arms behind him. Uh, their flesh appears sallow and worn, with pieces seemingly stitched together from multiple sources. He thinks to himself, I have to make this meeting. 
Without the artifact, my family, my people are no longer safe. I cannot be late. This might be our only chance to retrieve it before it's discovered that we don't have it. He stops and turns around and, and faces the creatures that are coming towards him. And with a air of confidence, he politely removes his outer cloak, folds it gently, and sets it next to him on a barrel. He reaches over and pulls the support pole for a nearby vendor stall, and kind of tosses it in his hand to assess the weight and balance of it, and spins it around and readies himself. Back at the Frost Gauntlet, the mountain is quiet. The sun, now poking through an increasingly clear sky, starts to beat down on the party as they exit the cave system. Well, at last we left off, Rifeir had noticed a set of footprints in the now melting snow. Going to go ahead and ask everyone to roll an investigation check. As you look down and you see that the, the tracks are fairly fresh. They head off towards the, the tree line. Um, there look to be... Um, three sets of them. Uh, two of them look fairly similar in size, and one of them looks noticeably smaller. And they, they head off towards the uh, the trees in the distance. Uh, I let the party know uh, what we found, um, and I'd like to imagine I'm on load. Yeah. I like to imagine that, too. Just getting baby Bjorn around. Baby Bjorn? It's where they uh, strap the baby to the front of them, facing out. <laughs> oh. So you you all now know that there are a couple sets of footprints heading towards the tree line. What do you guys uh, What do you guys do? Hey guys, you you want to follow these these footsteps? Yeah, I mean, investigate what's over here. It's like the only place that the others could be, right? I mean, they weren't behind us. I mean, right? We got big footprints, and then we got little footprints, and that's got to be Daffin. They know the area. The giants know the area better than we do. If we head back to the village, I'm sure. If they're fine, they'll meet us there. And if not, well, nothing we can do about that. So, Jean, on closer inspection of those, those footprints, you do see that uh, there does seem to be a streak of blood that follows one of the uh, larger sets. I think they were drinking Kool-Aid and maybe spilled some over here. So we're probably cool just to, like, pop a bubble and, like, take a long rest and then we can go back. Um, of course not. No, I mentioned the blood and say that maybe we should go follow them. With this, I'll use, but I'll use the one because we're still in the mountains um, to track them. The uh, same thing I used with the hunt. Do you want to jump on load too? Hop on we up. Time for, we don't have time for a short rest, do we? You have time for whatever you would like. How much blood is there, Tyler? Yeah, is there a giant amount of blood or or a daffin amount of blood? Because that definitely depends on what we're doing. The, the blood did seem to appear next to one of the larger sets of footprints. But is it a lot or just like a drip? Uh, it's a bit more than a drip. Rylus did get smashed against a wall pretty hard. It might just be that injury, but we should probably hurry. But the difference is, is like the giants are used to like this weather and climate and all of that. They'll probably be fine. Like if it was Daffin, I'd actually be a little more worried because he might not be OK. But these guys are probably going to be fine. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still thinking that we should go down the mountain and maybe even just follow the footsteps. But I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we it. should pop a bubble and chill at some point because. How long ago was the footprint um, done? Because I can tell. Uh, you can see that they've been done in the last uh, about 10 minutes. 
I mean, guys, they're close. We could easily catch up to them. Let's make haste. Let's. All right. I get on Vora's horse. Uh, you, you make your way down the uh, the mountain, and as you get closer to the tree line, you see a giant and Davin standing, uh, kind of facing a tree, uh, and the, the blood kind of leads up to where that tree is. Hey guys, what's uh, what's what's going on? How's everybody doing? You see, Rylus turn to to uh, talk to you. He's standing next to to Devin, and you see Muto on the ground, um, a large wound in his left leg. Muto was hit by those ice demons. He he doesn't have long. It seems long enough for us to make it down the mountain, or not long enough for us to make it down the mountain. Like uh, I could do a medicine check. Yeah, go go ahead. Uh, and you also know, based off of your travel here, that uh, Brachev is a couple hours uh, walk through the through the trail to get up to the the mountain. Uh, so it would be a little bit getting back. Uh, but with the seventeen, you see that uh, he had one of the ice spikes go in his leg deep enough to puncture an artery. Um, and the the ice, as it's been melting, um, is no longer plugging the wound. Uh, so he is bleeding out more and more. Um, so he oh, doesn't shit. have a ton of time left. Okay. Uh, do you have uh, anything that can heal him? I, I, I have a potion, but I don't know if that closes wounds. Uh, it's something John would know, but I don't know as a person. If I gave him one of my... Um, uh, it's a potion of greater healing. Uh, I have one left. If I gave him the last one, would that save him? Like, would would John know if that like is going to close a wound or save somebody, or is that not what that does? Uh, you would know that they they're able to uh, like the the wound closes up. It's almost like cauterizing the wound. It, it basically just prevents the the bleeding from getting worse. Uh, it doesn't necessarily heal the the flesh itself. Um, what if we were to cauterize the wound and then he? I, I do also have a healer's kit. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't like uh, it. It makes it a little better, but it's not a uh, a full fix. It would be something that requires medical attention. We could probably stitch him up to the point where we could get him home, right? Right. Um, if I have a healer's kit, um, it says it's a leather pouch containing bandages, salves, and splints. Does that do anything for me to like at least just kind of help get it closed up so then I can basically throw him with load and then load just fucking takes off down the mountain with him? Yeah, I, I would say with that uh, 17 medicine check that you did, um, I, I would say you would have the, the wherewithal to, to know to put that in and or to, to use the uh, the medicine kit, the healer's kit, um, and at least get Muto stable um, so that he can make it down the hill. Great, great. Um, let me go ahead. I'll use that healer's kit um, and uh, get him patched up just enough so that we can uh, get him down this hill. Um, I I'm honestly just looking to see if I have anything else that can help, and I really don't think that I do. If I do start to see him fade, um, I will put the um, uh, the potion of healing in his mouth and give him that. Um, but I think at this point we just take off and try to try to make it down the mountain. Okay. Um, Muto kind of weakly nods at, at load as he, he goes in. Thank you. Of course. Rylus 
kind of solemnly nods and, and starts to head off and he turns back and I can't thank you enough for all that you've done. You've not only saved our, our village, but you have saved my best friend. I I cannot thank you enough. Please stay at Brashev this evening. I we will prepare a large feast. We will we will celebrate. Let's get your friend home first. Yeah, buddy, we don't have time for this. We gotta. We can have this conversation. Everybody, start running. <laughs> um, can I? Can I do a thing where I like if he's like being dragged behind load? Can I like hold on to his leg to try to like stop the bleeding or something? <laughs> just, just give it a good hug and just. John's holding on. <laughs> John is like the size of a splint for a giant. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doctor John, I don't know why he's just—he's just a living bandage. <laughs> I'm blowing on it. I'm like, it'll be okay. <laughs> you see, Muto kind of looks over as you—you you start to walk over to to hug his leg. He's like, I—I I will be okay. I, I said, shut up, Muto. You're not in your right mind. You've lost too much blood, and I hug it hard. <laughs> you barely get your arms like around enough to give a hug. And as you make contact with with Mucho, you hear him whimper, uh, and he just like kind of shudders as you you get close. But he doesn't have the strength to fight you off. That's right, poor Muto. <laughs> um, I am gonna cast Summon Beast just for this run home. Okay. Um, just so I have something to ride upon. Do, right. do you have something to close up wounds? Yeah, but you had <laughs> everything. Taking care. Oh, I mean, the wound's closed. Um, so in that case, I am going to cast aid, and then that gives them five temporary hit points. Okay. You see, Muto, like a little bit more life comes back into his his face. He doesn't look so gaunt, and uh, he he kind of sits up a little bit on his elbows as he's laying down. And then also, who all is low on hit points? Just so I know, I think myself and Vor. Bars, yeah. Okay, uh, both of us get five as well. Okay. You guys start to uh, to get Muto in a travelable um, position, and uh, you guys start to to head off towards Brashev. All right. Uh, can yeah. everyone make a perception check for me? Not twenty. Just Tobar. You know, Brashev is to your south-ish, and you you look kind of a little northeast. You look off as you're you're kind of waiting for your beast to fully take form. A bit off into the trees, you see a one-eyed drow watching the party. As you you spot the drow, uh, it turns and calmly walks behind a tree next to them and disappears out of sight. How far away was this? About 120 feet, you'd say. Um, I'm going to calmly say to the group, we need to go now. We're being followed. Oh. Or at least watched. A drow. Uh, yeah, okay. That's good to know. And you Wait. know they don't travel alone. Where did I, you see them? 120 feet off and they'll point in the direction. Okay. Toby, how can we fo- how can we be followed by a drought? I'll explain back in the village how water works and how it can follow you downhill. Speaking of which, is, is this becoming like a slide at this point? Like, is all the snow melting off? Uh, it's it's still high enough of elevation that not all of the snow is is melting, but a good amount of it is is starting to to melt off here. You're kind of rocking through slush at this point. Mm, very cool. Bar, the last time we saw Drow, 
well, they were dead, but they were at Ravenbell, right? Yeah. Uh, Are they? Do they normally inhabit Ravenbell? I mean, Drow can appear anywhere. They're a very insidious race. Let's have this discussion back at camp, guys, behind closed walls. Yeah, good idea. All right. Uh, and with that, you all head back to Brashev. Uh, it takes a couple hours. Riding on Muto's leg is not as comfortable as you initially thought, Sean. But you, you make it back with a good amount of whimpering on Muto's part, and uh, everyone makes it back safely. Upon your, your entrance back into Brashev, you see a lot fewer giants than before. Uh, it seems that several have, have gone out to hunt, uh, seeing as the primary hunters of the group had went to go attack Eldrag. And so you see three or four giants walking through town and doing their, their daily chores. And one of them turns to you as, as you uh, walk up. Do you recognize this giant uh, as Woder, the first giant that you met on your way in? And Woder looks over, you're, you're back. Did you, is it done? We have succeeded. It's done. The dragon is dead. And Muto, is he is he okay? And Muto kind of looks up. Yeah, Woder, I'm fine. Woder nods and, and quickly like puts his, his hands under Muto's armpits and, and starts to to have Rylus bring him into the same uh, hut that Gatnar was in before he passed. Muto rests on the, the same bed, closes his eyes for, for a long moment. Opens them to, to look at you with a, a smile, very weak smile. I think I'm going to be okay. And he, he closes his eyes and, and begins to rest. Um, would they have uh, tools or, or, or medicine in some way that I'd be able to like help stitch him up, something like that, get him, get him in a good way, and then, you know, leave? Um, you can ask. I do. I ask. Uh, Rylus goes, oh, yes. Uh, Gatnar had all sorts of tinctures and potions and, and things. Um, I believe they're back at his quarters. Will you, will you come with me and, and help bring some back? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, and does anybody else go with Rylus and John? Or... Oh, I go with Okay. Voir, right here? Uh, Voir will just take a short rest. Yeah, I'll stay here and do the same. Okay. Um, so the party, the, the group that goes to the to Gatnar's residence, um, you walk up to a very rudimentary house. It's really just several trees leaned up against each other uh, with a large bear pelt as a uh, a door. And Rylus pulls the, the bear pelt aside. There's a, a small makeshift bed in, in one corner and a, a pretty decently sized uh, workbench in the center of the room with all sorts of plants and uh, potions and vials and all, all sorts of things used for making medicine. And Rylus kind of points. I Gatnar's told me a little about it. If I'm being honest, I wasn't paying attention too much. So I, I can't help you, but if you could find anything useful here, Muto could use it. Uh, Jean jumps up there, and um, I'll start taking a look at everything. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. Okay. Uh, with a four, you 
basically find that there are some some vials and you can't really identify what the liquids are in, inside, but some of them look kind of familiar-ish. Some of them look uh, unusual, but there's five or six different types here. Can I do a once over to try and see if I know something that John didn't? Yeah, go for it. Uh, you're... <laughs> With a three... You uh you don't notice much else. You're you're still kind of caught up with the the fact that the last thing that Gatnar had uh really imparted to you was this horn, uh, which you start to think about the the counterpart to the the horn back with your father, but you kind of get lost in in thought for a moment. Oh, that's just like a well, Jean is distracted, that's just like a silent tear rolled down his cheek. Yeah, I guess with me being confused, I just grab a, a bunch of different things and just load them up in my arms. I, I just start carrying things back. I don't even really know what some of this stuff does, but I'm going to start carrying it back in hopes that, uh, you know, I, I can decipher, you know, what a couple of these are and maybe try to help uh, heal up the wound. So you uh, you bring back uh, basically six different colors of, of potion. Uh, you got a, a red, a yellow, a um, kind of teal a lavender, a gold. Some of them have things floating in it, others don't. Um, which uh, do you give to, to Rylus? We'll say the gold one. Gold seems good. Okay. Uh, can I have you roll a d6 for me? Okay. You have a two. Okay. Uh, so you pull out the, the gold vial and uh, Rylus uh, hands it to Muto. Muto um, carefully drinks it. And as he does, you see the wound start to close. Um, you kind of take the, the vial back and kind of take a, a slight taste of, of what's left. And you realize you give him a, uh, a greater healing potion. Cool. Yeah, so, so Muto is able to sit back up and uh, feels a, a bit more... the. Wound has left quite a nasty scar on, on his upper leg, and uh, he's not likely to be able to walk for a, a little while, but at least he's uh, out of out of harm's way. Rylus claps his hands. All right. With Muto okay, it's time to celebrate. And as he, he says that, um, the hunters that had been out for a while um, have, have returned, and uh, with them they have... Uh, three elk, uh, two bears, and a bushel of squirrels. Um, and um, they kind of whoop and holler, and there's just a general excitement in the air as they realize that they don't have to give up most of this food to Eldrag anymore. Uh, they can now feed their village with it. Uh, and so they... Um, they make the preparations and, and head off to light a large bonfire to cook everything. I, I would say there's a couple hours to, to kill before kind of evening when all of the, the food would be ready. I would like to talk to Rylas. And okay. uh, oh, Rylas, um, with your hunts and everything in the past, have you noticed many drow in your lands? Drow? Um... Dark Elf? No, I can't say that I've seen one, no. Do you know any, like, 
entrances to the to the underworld, the under underground. I I've heard legend of it, but I I don't I never known of where an entrance would be. Okay, I I just saw one, so that's why I was wondering. So. Watch us like open one up. <laughs> Fucking smiles over here, guys. Already did. Yeah. God damn it. I think Lotus is a little bit exhausted, kind of mentally, and he's gonna go take a nap. Um, um, I think Jean's gonna go um with uh with Lode for just a moment to have a conversation. I guess. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm I'm kind of glad we have that over with. Yeah. We get to kill a dragon, which is kind of I mean, it's kind of cool. That's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm sorry that my uh, my failed stealth attempt kind of forced us to fight the dragon. But between you and me, I was always going to fight that dragon. I, I knew you were always going to fight that dragon. Um, I, I did want to talk to you for just a moment because I think that you need to go talk to Voir. Um, he died. Um, I've been doing medicine for some time. I know what a dead body looks like. I know how a dead body acts. And he was gone, Load. He wasn't here anymore. And the reason, and there was, a, there was a couple different reasons, but the main reason that we were up there to see Eldrag was for you. Ultimately, everything that's happening here with these giants and all of that is something that we could have overlooked if it wasn't something that we felt safe enough to do. But we were here for you. And he died for you. Um, I think that that says something about Voir. And then him coming out of it, he's just been a little different. I think it'd be good if you spoke with him. I, I think he values your friendship, and I'm sure he would do it over again if he could. But I think it's at least worth the talk. You think you could do that? Like, what kinds of topics of a conversation should I bring up? Honestly, maybe just a, a light apology or just letting him know that you appreciate everything he did for you would probably be a good way to start. Jean, I don't know if I can do that right now. Why don't you get some rest? And then when you feel like you can do that, it's something to think about, okay? Okay, well, you know, thinking some my strong suit. <laughs> I know it isn't, buddy. <laughs> Lotus is again a little, a little irritated. Not with John, just said with everything. Yeah. Um. Um. I, I think uh, John will also uh, use my uh, hat of disguise and uh, put myself in a festive outfit and uh, kind of rejoin uh, wherever the crew is or wherever is going on, while Lode goes and takes a, a, a cat nap. I figured it'd be chilling with Bar, and he's curious about his new blue veins or purple veins say war when you got back up your arms yeah a side effect i think of the attack by the dragon on me and probably by the the effect of the things that entered me afterwards yeah i imagine that would be the one that had the stronger impact on you although maybe not I fear, like, reach out, sort of, like, grab one of your hands to see if I can, like, you know, say, may I? Like, Bar is a little 
regrets it, but he does he does allow it now. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm just looking to see if like if his veins look similar to mine in that there's some some of mine are sort of like brightly colored. I think it's pretty noticeable. Yeah. It's like more than just like a varicose vein that's blue. It's like pretty bright, almost having a magical glow quality to it. Huh. That is interesting. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Can't say I have either. That's a little bit more surprising than me not having seen it. No, I know when I cast a couple spells, every time I do it lights up. Not great for dark rooms, but I guess I can just wear long sleeves. That's okay. Whenever I channel key, some of my veins light up. They're not blue. Well, it's something we have in common then. Yeah. That's really interesting, actually. I wonder... Now I'm really curious as to what these Leviathans are and, like... You know. Well, I'm thinking about a lot of things. But also, I'm thinking about... The Dark Elves, why are they following us right now? Curious, certainly. But they might not be following us. They could just be here. Yeah, I suppose they could. Given our luck, I feel like they're probably interested in us, but... Certainly, it would seem unlikely in this expanse to come across another person who wasn't out here looking for us, specifically a drow. But who's to say? Just be ready. Yeah. In, on that note, I think Bar is going to be investigating the magical items that were picked up. There was a was a was a ring and a short bow. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you properly identify it as a ring of mind shielding? So while wearing this ring, you are immune to magic that allows other creatures to read your thoughts, determine whether you're lying, know your alignment, or know your creature type. Um, Very cool. you can allow specific creatures to telepathically communicate with you. You can use an action to cause the ring to become invisible until you use another action to make it visible. Uh, so you can hide the ring. It doesn't make you invisible. Uh, if you die while wearing the ring, your soul will enter it, unless it already houses a soul. You can remain in the ring or depart for the afterlife. As long as your soul is in the ring, you can telepathically communicate with any creature wearing it. A wearer can't prevent this telepathic communication. Does Var know if he can remove the ring after he puts it on? Uh, based off of what you have been able to tell, it doesn't appear to be cursed. It doesn't seem like it's uh, an item that once you put it on, you can't take it off. It's, it's a ring that you can just wear. Var uh, puts on the ring. Okay. Cool. After talking to Rylas, I'd be trying to find you and then just be like, um, hey, Var, um, do you think it's safe to put on this armor now? And I like kind of like can't hold out the armor that we found uh, in the chest. Possibly. Maybe a nice rest first, so that way we're all at full health in case anything weird happens. <laughs> Might be helpful because I'm only at like 13 health, so... <laughs> Can't cause too much harm. <laughs> I, okay. I I wouldn't mind heading to Ravenbell now that we're done with this as just a point of, you know, operation 
to recharge our batteries before we go after the next Leviathan or whatever we decide to do. I know there's people in the town who would be able to identify and let us know if it's cursed or not, if you want to know that before you put it on. I just know that you were very cautious earlier, and I don't want to upset the balance of the group by just going out on a whim and, you know. The, I suppose I'm, I am a little worried, considering the one item from Eldrag's, uh, one of the items that brought us here was cursed. Um, and while an axe can be let go, an armor kind of holds you. But that being said, I'd say at this point it's your choice, and I would leave it up to your judgment. Um, I guess uh, after the long rest tonight, I'll put on the armor. Let me know when you do it, and I'll I'll join you, and maybe if there's something I can do to help in case anything goes wrong. Okay, thanks. Um, I think Jean's going to walk up on uh, this conversation. He's going to overhear just a little of it, um, because at this point, I'm just curious uh, what the team wants to do. Um, I'll I'll just ask these two, Toby and Voir, and say, so when daybreak comes, where are we headed to? Well, I mean, Voir wants to go back to Ravenbell. I would like to go to Or's Rest. What's that Or's Rest again? Yeah, I, I, I personally would like to go to Or's Rest. It was the last part of where my father was sighted. But, right. I mean, I'm fine if we go back to Ravenbell as long as we can stop in at Or's Rest sooner or later. I also had business in Or's Rest. I also think Daffin was from Or's Rest. Is that right? Uh, Daffin came up from Or's Rest, so he's been through it. And he's at Portsford. He was initially from Portsford. Do you, is there something, Voir, is there something that maybe I could use my Sending Stone and ask um, Paul, who's in Ravenbell right now, if, if you needed to look some things up? I imagine he could get access to the university. Um, I mean, I... I just think it would be a yeah, I guess a good place to rest and recuperate more than needing access to any information. Oh, okay, okay. But that being said, if we if we need to go somewhere else, then we go somewhere else. Obviously, there's many cities. I'm pretty much game to go wherever you know people want to go. Um... If we want, we can go to Or's Rest, and then I do have the dagger, which I'm sorry for not telling you guys earlier, but it does have teleportation to Ravenbell. It's what I was going to use on Vor right as he went down. I I just hesitated and I I couldn't leave you guys. I would save that for another day, but it only cost me a few hundred gold. I, I'm sure that the the wizards there could do do it again. Suppose that's true. Would we be closer to Or's Rest if we teleported to Ravenbell and then walked up? I mean, it'd be a hell of a lot safer, I imagine, than going back down a mountain that was treacherous to get up in the first place bill i vote we go there i'm fine with either way didn't doofus want to go to portsford Davin. i call him doofus that's what i call him. like is he within earshot of us right now uh Davin is helping some of the giants prepare the the feast later he's he's within eyesight like you can see him off in the the distance like Talking to a giant, helping cook a giant elk. I mean, Daffin seems like a pretty cool guy. Uh, what do you think we... I don't know about pretty cool, but he's he's done right by us. He helped. He's a dick. I mean... I'm going to walk up to the group just after yeah. after he says that and say, Who's a dick? Daffin. Uh -oh. And then I point 
noticeably at death and <laughs> I think he's alright. Yeah, I don't know if I call him a dick. Var or he, yeah, he was there to help save you, honestly. Without him, we might not have been here. Maybe. 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 I got saved by magical thought something or another. Not by death then. That guy's right. he's a good fighter. I'm not taking that away from him. But he didn't go with us out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah. That was my point that I was bringing up, though, is like, I don't know what he needs to go back and he's going to try and become the leader of the Jade Hand, and that might be beneficial to us if he does that and we're on friendly terms with him. But I mean, what what would you guys opt to? What would you guys say to, I guess, just wishing him well and saying, like, hey, we come back, we'll help you loot the people who uh, run the Jade Hand try not to die until then like what do you guys want to do i i have no incentive to help him any further than we already have you know we were neutral with him the whole reason we were trying to do that is to help us he gave us the blessing to sort of steal all of their stuff all their Either, did we promise him anything in the cave like did we promise like after this fight we'll get you to a certain town or anything to him because i know there was a lot of things said in the no, you basically brought him along up to the base of the cave and said, you can come fight with us and, like, maybe you'll survive or you can just go walk. And he was like, well, I would rather give be given a chance to survive. Let's call him over. Like, we're talking about him like he's not, you know, nearby. Let's call him over and ask him. Good point. I yell over to him, hey, Gavin. Perfect. He kind of turns and, What? Kevin. Hey, what, what, what's going on? We were talking about what's best to to do with you. Where do you want to go from here? Well, I imagine I'm going to be making my way back to Portsford somehow. Those fuckers who polymorph me, are they'll, they'll be sorry that they did. As we talked about, whatever there is at the Jade Hand, if you, if you want it, you can have. I don't give a shit. I just, I, I want my revenge on the assholes who turned me into a cat and then dropped me off halfway across the continent. Yeah, I'm, I'm heading to Portsford. Do you have any weaponry to help you with that, or anything besides yeah, the, what you have on you? The stuff you've given me, the javelins that Load gave me. Um, dagger. Found out I, I have this dagger. At this point, I'm gonna give him. I'm going to say, here, uh, at least get yourself equipped, and I'm going to give him both short swords and my longbow. Okay. I I know you and I haven't gotten out on the best of terms, but you did fight bravely back there. And for that, I'm sorry for how I treated you. Yeah. I would have treated me the same. Me too. I guess take a few of these, too. I'm going to give him uh, four of my bladed darts. Okay. Shit, everybody came with gifts. Uh, Load, what do we got? What do we got? I already gave him javelins. Fuck. Uh, I reach in and I pull out a bottle of perfume. <laughs> you also have five other potions from Gatnar's shit. Totally. Totally. I'm aware. Uh, I pull out a bottle of perfume <laughs> and I say, You smell like shit. And I smile and I hand it to him. <laughs> and he, he holds it up as if it's a drink and he's like, Yeah, you do too. Fucker. <laughs> Devin, 
You know I've never liked you. That You've made that evident. And I guess that's where we'll leave it. <laughs> I think you're welcome to come along with us. No, 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 or, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. I, If we're traveling in the same direction, I mean, but if you go to uh, Portsford and we see you again, try not to die. Yep. It'd be nice for you to still be alive. It's my plan every day. Good to know. You have to plan for that? Some people do. All right, Daphne, get out of here. Go cook some milk. He kind of shakes his head and, and walks back. <laughs> I think we're growing on him. <laughs> I think he likes us. Um, hey, Voir, uh, I, I just want to apologize for, for letting you go down. I, I was trying, but I'm sorry. Um, it, you know, if load is the shield, uh, I'm, I'm the healer. And so uh, I'll, I'll try to do better in the future. No need to apologize. It happens. It was my time. Now, well, for some reason... Fate decided to throw me back into the mix, but uh, I don't blame you and don't think you have to apologize for it to me. But I appreciate the sentiment, and I want you to know that I respect you. I respect you too. Um, and not to pry, but did you happen to see Rao as a god while you were in there? I saw the Leviathans, and I saw more. How many Leviathans were there? Three. Well, I just don't know. We know this. Well, just know that I'm going to do my best and I'm going to talk to uh, Tall uh, when I get a chance tonight um, before we all go to bed and uh, uh, just see if he'll help me out with uh, some sort of like revivify spell or bringing people back from the dead. I'll see if he can help me uh, do something like that. That way we don't run into this situation again. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to study some new spells to make it so that you don't have to use yours. I, I give him a fist bump. And as you do, you, you see um, a few giants pass by. The, the feast is ready. Come, join us. I just jump on load because I know he'll be the fastest. <laughs> I was actually going to stick behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> you jump on thinking it's going to go, and he just stands there as the rest of us walk away. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll jump off load and jump on Toby. <laughs> no, he's just like, wait, what's going on? I have no yeah. idea. Hey, hey, Vord, you got, a, you got a minute before we go grab some food? Today. Yeah, sure. What's up? I mean, to me, you're always pretty popular. I feel like it's pretty obvious I'm a big fan of you. I don't know if I ever told you this, but you actually remind me of uh, a man I used to know. He's a half-orc like you are. Brave like you are. Was he smart like I am? He was brave like you are. <laughs> what, what, hap what happened to this man? He died. He died saving my life. When I did something foolish and... I think maybe that's what reminds me of him when I see you the most, knowing that you do the same. I would, but you already did that for me. When? John reminded me the only reason we were even here was because of my curse. And I don't even, I can't even recall 
how that curse impacted me. I, all my memories of it are secondhand. And you know me, my memory's not that great in general for first in account. And I, I feel really bad that we could have lost you forever because I got attached to some dumb ex. If I had died trying to help you remove that curse, it would have been the first time I put myself at risk for someone else. It would have been a good way to die. I appreciate your apology, but it's unneeded. I learned a lot through that. And I want to thank you for sticking by me when I've been difficult. I would do it again in a heartbeat. It's like, I guess if you're being difficult, I never noticed. I know I can be a lot. I've always looked up to you. You're a good person. Much better person than me. I don't think so. I'm only, I'm only half human for that matter. So am I. That's valid. I'm just, I'm really glad you're okay. And I give him a great big hug. <laughs> to tell you the truth, Lo, so am I. In the middle of the hug, little whispers into War's ear, keep it secret. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He says that. That's, that's canon now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm good to make a way towards food. All right. War winks at Lode, nods, and goes with him. Lode platonically blushes. Because mm. there's no romantic feelings. He just is very happy about it. So as we're all getting our food and sitting down, um, right here, um, are, are you still wearing your uh, your cap that you have that covers up your hair? Yeah, I'm wearing a turban wrapped like bandana with two like ties in the back, as well as my like hat over the top of it. Hey, right here. Um, I've never wanted to ask, but um, why is your hair green, and why do you cover it up? In order, don't know. Freaks people out. From what I can tell, or the stories, and I'm going to take that hat off and sort of pull the rags off of my head while I'm saying this. The story that I was told was that some traveling fortune teller pricked some great, great, great granddad of mine or something. I've heard a bunch of different versions of the story. But yeah, we all have this, me and the primary lineage of my family we all look strange like this and uh i don't know it has some sort of you know extra sensory effect on people uh people with oddly colored hair shouldn't upset anyone but i notice a lot of people tend to be very on edge around me i also notice that i freak out horses when i get near them <laughs> That's crazy. I always just thought it was something that you were like insecure about. And, you know, I didn't want to bring it up for the longest time. I was like, oh, he's scared of it or like fearful of it or, you know, insecure about it. But, um, hmm, interesting. I was also a person that I'm pretty sure was like me at some point. I mean, outside of my family in a trading town one time. His hair wasn't oddly colored, but his eyes were really weird looking. I mean, my eyes are bright green brighter than most but his eyes look strange and 
I don't really know what his deal was, but I knew that he was at least like me in the sense that he was different. I think maybe people who have whatever weird fortune telling curse or whatever it is can sort of spot each other out. Um, I guess another question to ask you is, um, you know, we all have our reasons. Um, I think the camaraderie alone and, and just the friendship, you know, makes sense. But um, what's your reason for traveling with us and adventuring with us? You know, we all we all um, we all have our reasons, right? Toby's looking for his dad. You know, I want to keep you guys safe. You know, uh, Voir has other reasons. You know, I'm just interested to know what you're what you're out here looking for my reasons boring by comparison i'm just trying to get some trinket and bring it home what trinket uh i don't even know if it's real my family supposedly had some artifact of some kind and i'm supposed to go find it we all get some sort of rite of passage before we're able to well it's a rite of passage but Mine, for a few different reasons, were was going to get this thing and bring it home. And I don't know. I might be on a fool's errand. Once you obtain it, would you leave us? No. I mean... That's good to know. If you asked me like a month ago, I would have said, yeah, probably would have. But now that I know that there's some sort of end of the world sort of thing at stake, no. Hmm. I think we'll be friends for as long as we live, John. Thanks, right here. What about you, Toby? Once we find your dad, are you still going to be with us? I mean, as of a few days ago, I didn't even know my dad was in Orr's Rest. I'm just out here to make a name. You're doing that, man. I just killed a motherfucking dragon. Yeah, you fucking did, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about You're me? You're here to protect us. Yeah. But... Why are you really here? My adventure, um, it started long ago, long before this group. Um, but um, when I look back on it, the one thing that I failed to do was protect the people that I loved. Um, I let Tall slip through my fingers once. I had my uh, uh, my entire crew die. So... This is my new crew. Honestly, my reason for being out here is to protect all of you and to keep everyone safe. Might sound corny. It might sound frivolous to you, but I've made the connection with you all and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, my job is to see you grow up as strong young men and make sure that you're safe on the way. But you do know that sooner or later, we do have to go back to the earth. It's the way of life. Your crew had that. And now, sooner or later, we will have that. Unfortunately, both my crew and Tall didn't return to the Earth, at least Tall at the time. Uh, I lost them all to the sea. Um, That's still part of the Earth. Mother Nature always has her way. I mean, yeah, Jovar, we're all going to die at some point. Yeah. Doesn't mean that. I just don't want him fretting over, you know, uh, every, every single person here is precious. Don't get me wrong. But sooner or later, something's going to happen that's going to be out of our control. We can't bring back people from the dead. Well, <laughs> I understand that, but we're not gods, Vor. I mean, I, I understand. but Only, only Vor is a god here. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree with you on two things. Uh, not everyone is precious. And yes, you can resurrect people. Um, 
yeah, not like everyone mind blowing to me. I'm like, yeah. wait, what? You can you can bring people back? <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, not everyone's precious. The four men sitting here in front of me, you are all precious. It, it's a short list. As you say, no one's precious. You see, Daph and like flip you off from down the, the table. <laughs> I flip them off right back. Right back, guy. I send message. Fuck you. Thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> shout at him. Like I still like you, Daphne. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking drop. <laughs> Speaking of things that are important, well, John, and I guess Var, you might know this too. Have you ever heard the term objects of power? Yes, in relation to certain things. Hmm. Then it's a relatively common term. No, I, mean, I wouldn't say that. They're. Um, you know, there are these like powerful, you know, artifacts out there, sometimes referred to as, you know, objects of power. Generally, these have to do, I mean, they're very powerful items, but I, I believe that they generally are evil. Um, or not evil, but at least they have a source of evil that comes from them. A lot of times you'll hear about like liches with objects of power, things like that. Uh, that's what little I know. Um, Var, you want to pick up anything? Are are you meaning? Is this? I was just gonna ask if you're talking about like all capital letter objects of power, or just like because objects of power is also just a phrase. Yeah, uh, it's a phrase, but I mean, like, is there anything else significant that you know about it? Is it used in a significant way? Is there an all caps alternative to it? To it? I don't think I know anything that John, other than what John just said. Then yeah, both, both John and Voir have come across them in in research and studies. Like they're. They're not a common thing, but there is a capital objects of power, like a, a capitalized version of it, uh, which, like John said, does have significant power behind it, often some level of evil associated with it, but not necessarily caused by it or the, the object being inherently evil itself. Right. Um, just there, there can be evil that follows it interesting i uh maybe it's a better way to say that evil maybe seeks it out uh because yeah. evil seeks power generally um maybe that's the way john will present it i read a lot about them at the uh ravenbell library is all that thing that i mentioned that i'm looking for i think it might be one you think it's one of those artifacts seems that way from what i was reading that if it's real that's what it is you know, there's a lot of speculation as to whether any of those are real. Um, could an object that powerful even exist? Um, maybe you are on just a, a random hunt for nothing, but I'm happy to go on that hunt with you. I'm always up to hunt some blind geese. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Appreciate it. As uh, you are kind of wrapping up the, the conversation, Rylus comes over. Again, I have to thank you. I, none of this. Any gestures to the the feast and the the celebration? There, there are giants that are stockpiling a plate larger than than John's head, just full of meats and breads and all sorts of uh, food, eating like royalty. And Rylas says, "None of this would have been possible without you." I, I, I thought of a way that I can. At least help you on your journey. I, I have not much means here, um, but as the new shaman of this village, I do have some 
hour available to me and I can help you get anywhere you would like to go um, in in the oh. morning. Um, so I, I don't know how much help that would be, but please consider it my way of saying thanks. I think that would be a pretty good help. When you say uh, ways to get somewhere, are you going to give us a horse or are you teleporting us somewhere? Teleportation. Super it's... cool. We also we have the horses here that we brought here. Um, and so, you, you, is there any uh, other chatting that you guys want to do tonight? I think I'm ready for bed. I don't know if you guys are, but I think right before bed, I'm going to go over to Boar and just say, "Okay, I think I'm ready for putting on this armor." And then I'm going to go ahead and put on the armor. Before bed? Yeah. Good after the long rest. I mean, if it takes me down, I kind of want my hit points after the hit or after the long rest. So I guess beforehand, I, I definitely give you a healing potion just saying, you know, if I go down, just, you know, feed me this. But I mean, no better time than the present, right? And then. Yeah, I'll go ahead and try and put on the armor. I want you to know that I, I, I'll try not to kill you, but I won't hesitate to attack. No, take me down if you needed. You have my full. And then I'll tell Smokey as well if uh, Vor commands it to attack me. I'm, I'm sleeping with load with his arm over me like a blanket already. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go ahead and put on the armor. Refier sprawled out on the side with like resting his like his hand propping his head up, just watching this. Like this is gonna be cool. You don't uh, experience any any immediate side effects. Uh, you you put on the armor and it it seems a little big at first, but as you kind of uh, adjust some of the straps, you feel a lot more comfortable in it. It starts to almost feel like it's it's form fitting and very very pleasantly warm on the inside. Well, that was boring. I'm going to bed. Roll over. Look at boring. Say, I think we uh, dodged an arrow. <laughs> no voices. No, I think that might just be a load thing. But yeah, right. After that, I'm gonna go uh, go to bed. I guess. <laughs> all right. So you guys all head off to to bed, and as you fall asleep, you all drift off into a comfortable darkness. After a moment, you begin to realize that the darkness you see isn't a static image. Uh, each one of you sees near black clouds surrounding you, blotting out all light around you. The clouds look reminiscent of the darkness that had taken over Dry Gulch right before the attack. There's no ground beneath you. All of you are next to each other, floating in this clouded, dark void. A voice booms from inside the clouds, and as it does, the clouds light up as if lightning is streaking through them. Uh, sometimes white, sometimes red. Ah, so the adventurers in Dry Gulch seem to have activated another ancient beast. I'm surprised you would follow through with activating them after what they did. After all, Revantis is no more because of them. I aim to protect this land. I fully understand that there will be resistance to my protection. That is to be expected, just like rock resists wind on the shore. But I will ensure that this land lives forever. Once I have ascended, you will all be safe forever. 
and the lightning fades and the black clouds grow even more dense until it is solid darkness this time for real you don't experience any other sensations or dreams throughout the rest of the night you wake up the sun peers through the the trees in brashev um overall not the most restful sleep but uh you all now have uh, achieved the effects of a long rest Did we level up? You did level up. I'm gonna look at Vor and be like, Vor, I, I think I'm cursed. I've the it was not a good night for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had some voices. Everyone else do the voices. The the cloud, the dream, yeah. the cloud dream. Yeah. Oh, you I all like him. Lord wakes up, he's wet himself <laughs> out of fear from the the nightmare. John immediately starts cleaning it up like it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you all discuss it for a moment and realize that the voice was so much familiar. Uh, it was the voice you heard of the man, no creature that led the attack on Dry Gulch. It was the voice of Diabolus. And as you finish discussing this, uh, Rylus comes to your, your door. You all look like you didn't have a restful night of sleep. Is everything okay? Um, I'm going to do a deception check and just say, yeah, we, uh, we we stayed up late and just partied a little too much. I'm going to say it's rude to tell somebody that they look tired. <laughs> you look shitty, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Rylus is like, oh, well, okay. So uh, where, where, where would you like to go? Or's rest. If that's okay with the group. Guys, do we take Daphne with us and then just let him go from there, but it'll at least teleport him out of here? No, we'll get a head start. Maybe we can get his loot. I mean... We're going to get his loot. <laughs> all of his loot, without him knowing. No, he said we could have it, so... Yeah, he knows. He's like, hey, you can rob us. It's cool. He's right. chill as fuck about that. My dad telling the truth. Yeah. And we could also just leave him. We can just go. What do you think? Would you, would you want to bring him with us? He's good at killing things. No, no, no. Not for like a long-term thing. Like literally we teleport there and then he goes this way and we go this way. Because he wants to go to Portsford and we want to go to Orr's Rest. So he's going to leave. So it's just giving him a head start towards yeah. Portsford. That was kind of my thought. Or we could just leave him. I mean, I'm probably not the right person to ask. John has a better judge, but much better judge of character than me. If he thinks we should take him, all right, fine. But I hate him. We'll leave it to a vote. How about that? Uh, all in favor of taking him through the teleportation with us and then parting ways. Raise your hand. I'm up for it. Loads up for it. Okay. All right. Well, that's majority. So, quartering him, leaving him here for dead, burying the body. That's three. You know, hold up. Well, now hold up. You make a good point. <laughs> Fine. Take that in with us. Trust, I trust John's judgment. Just through the teleportation, and then after that, he's on his own. So, two oars rest, then. Should have left him as a fucking cat. Should have. Should have. We made a mistake, guys. I'll remember yep. that next time. Two oars rest. All right. Uh, so, Rylus leads you towards the uh, eastern part of town, where the uh, the trees get a little thicker. And there's a, a particularly large trunk tree that he, he walks over and places a hand on, and... Uh, speaks a, a few incantations and a large 
uh, rip appears in the center of the tree, expands out and almost makes a, a full doorway uh, into darkness. And uh, he says, all right, you don't have much time, but you can make it through. And he starts to gesture you through the uh, the doorway. I do a backflip then. <laughs> all right. And that is where we will end tonight's session.